Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. I was preparing for this sermon. You know, I had a thought ready. I was working on it. But then kind of halfway through, conveniently, my heart changed. I'm like, oh, (laughs) this isn't what I'm going to do. So uh, I was actually starting to think about Joshua and the promised land. And I had this thought. I don't know if I'm the only one who ever thought it before. But I was thinking about Joshua and Caleb. They came back from the promised land after spying on it with a good report. And I was thinking... You know, later on, God called out Joshua to lead the children of Israel into the promised land. Why didn't he choose Caleb instead? Where was the difference here? And so I just started to look it up, and I believe I know why. And I'll go to Scripture in just a moment, but before that, if you help me pray for just a moment. Lord God, we thank you for your word. God, we praise your name. Lord God, as I go into this word, God, I pray you'd open up our hearts, our minds, God, to hear and receive your word. Anoint my lips, God, anoint our ears. God, I pray you can dwell in this place, God, let your spirit have free reign here. And God, we will worship you, we praise you, God, we thank you again for your word. Hallelujah, Jesus, God, you are worthy, you are mighty, God. Oh, Lord, we praise you, Jesus. Oh, God, speak through me and use me, God. Lord, let your will be done, God, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And you may be seated. But if we look in Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 and 2, we see God start to call Joshua to lead Israel into Canaan after Moses has died. Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, and to the land which I do give them, even to the children of Israel. But why did God choose Joshua to lead anyway? If we rewind the clock back a few years, we see Joshua and Caleb chosen among ten others go out to spy on this land of Canaan, which is in Numbers 13 for your reference. And of the twelve, they were the only two to come back with a positive report of the land. And looking at it, I actually found it was Caleb who stood up boldly in Numbers 13 and 30, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. Joshua and Caleb both went to the promised land together with the other ten, and they are the only two to come back with a good report and the faith to conquer it. But here to me, and this was what I was thinking, it seems that Caleb has a real surety about this. I mean, he just stood up and said, let's go do this right now. He had no hesitation. They both had faith. But right now, it just seems like Caleb has just a little bit more, or at least he's a bit more bold about it. So why on earth was Joshua chosen by God to lead Israel after Moses died instead of Caleb? Caleb is seeming like a pretty good candidate at the moment. Caleb had a lot of faith in God. As we just saw, whenever he said, we can do this. He certainly wasn't shy about it. He was gladly willing to follow God, even if the rest of the people were not willing to. He was also a physically strong man. After years in the wilderness, he was still just as strong as when he first began. Joshua 14, 11. As I am yet, 
as yet I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. As my strength was then, even so is my strength now, for war both to go out and to come in. When Caleb is saying this, he's 85 years old. You got this 85-year-old man who's just as strong as he was when he was 40, 45 years old. He's pretty good. <laughs> the more I look at Caleb, the more it seems like he would just make a good leader. Not like a king, but like he'd be a good leader to lead people across the Jordan and into the land of Canaan. He is, he's strong, so he can handle the journey physically. He's brave. He stands up in front of literally millions of people and tells them, let's go do this. It's like, I don't care if you don't believe, let's do it. He had faith, and he wasn't going to back down from it. He's a man who looks and acts like what I would imagine and probably what many of us would imagine a leader should, should look like. So what set Joshua apart that God chose him instead of Caleb? Joshua seemed all right, but Caleb was looking like he'd be the right person. Well, let's take a look at Joshua, because I found that there's a lot more to him than I had first realized. One, Joshua was obedient to Moses, God's chosen leader. When Moses asked him to do something, he did it. For one example, in Exodus 17, 8 through 10, then came Amalek and fought with Israel and Rephidim. And Moses said unto Joshua, choose us out men and go out fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses had said to him and fought with Amalek and Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. Joshua didn't hesitate to go and fight when Moses asked him to. Nor did he hold back or make excuses to go somewhere else. This wasn't him just being brave and like looking forward to go out and fighting to show how strong he is. This is him showing obedience, faithfulness, and respect to the man of God in his life. For all I know, he may have been ready because he's used to it, or he could have been terrified. Joshua was just doing the hard thing that the man of God had asked him to do. And guess what? Later on, Joshua was actually able to discomfort the enemy. The devil gets very uncomfortable when we start to obey the voice of the man of God in our lives. But this alone isn't the only reason God chose Joshua. Two, Joshua is also known as Moses' minister. In other words, Joshua is known as his servant. He had humility. Nexus twenty four thirteen, and Moses rose up, and his minister Joshua. And Moses went up into the Mount of God. To minister to someone means to serve them in some way. I know a lot of times we hear minister, we think this right here. A lot of times minister is just what you don't see behind the scenes, cleaning or cooking, going visiting someone, etc. I imagine Joshua ministering words of encouragement to Moses when he felt weak, when he lost hope. I imagine Joshua doing some menial tasks that Moses needed to be done. Maybe simple things like sweeping out his tent or making dinner every now and then. I mean, you never know. But church, there is blessing in helping your pastor. God loves to bless you when you help his minister. 
And I imagine that most of what Joshua did for Moses wasn't publicized. It was behind those closed doors. But it didn't take away from the value. God saw it all through all those years. Not only was Joshua obedient to Moses, but he also ministered to or served Moses. He wasn't afraid to get dirty or support the man of God. But these aren't the only reasons he was chosen. Three, Joshua had faith that God would do what he said he would do. He and Caleb both had faith. I said earlier, Caleb boldly stood up. Yes, he did. But Joshua was there too. Even though Caleb did seem more bold about it, it doesn't mean that Joshua had like no faith whatsoever. Joshua, along with Caleb, gave a faithful and good report of the land in spite of the obstacles of a great congregation opposing them. Numbers 14, 6 through 10. And Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, which were of them that searched the land, rent their clothes. And they spake unto all the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we pass through to search it is an exceeding good land. If the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which floweth with milk and honey. Only rebel not ye against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bred for us. The defense is separated from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not. You hear that faith they have? But this is a retaliation of the people. But all the congregation bade stone them with stones. Even when all of Israel threatened to stone he and Caleb for their faith, they didn't back down. And Joshua could have hightailed it out of there. I mean, Caleb didn't need him to stand there and speak with them. No helps. Caleb could have stood alone and still said the same thing. Now, try to imagine yourself in that situation. You're telling everyone, millions of people, something is possible when they absolutely do not believe it is. Not only that, but now they want to kill you. And your buddy Caleb is being really bold about doing this anyway. (laughs) So how would our faith stand in that moment? Would we continue on in our faith? Or would we say, whoa, you know, now that I think about it, those cities did seem a bit too strong for us to make it through. And would we just end up joining the rest of the crowd? Remember this, though, in those kind of moments in life when we stand upon God's word. Nobody remembers the name of those 10 other spies. Everyone's forgotten about them. But Joshua and Caleb, those we remember. You never know what great impact you're going to make just by standing upon your faith. You just might change things. So now we know Joshua is obedient. He's a minister or servant to the man of God, Moses, in his life. And he's also very faithful. But I believe there's one more reason, more so than any other that God chose Joshua to lead Israel. Reason four, Joshua was hungry for God. Exodus 33, 9 through 11. And it came to pass as Moses entered into the tabernacle, the cloudy pillow descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle, and the Lord talked with Moses. God was in the house. And all the people saw the cloudy pillar stand at a tabernacle door. And all the people rose up and worshipped, every man in his tent door. People were worshipping, but from a little bit of a distance away. 
And the Lord spake unto Moses face to face, as a man speaketh unto his friend. And he turned again into the camp. But his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, doesn't matter if you're young or old, departed not out of the tabernacle. Joshua got up as close as he could to where God was. Moses, Moses, you know, the minister, the pastor, if you will, the man of God, he's already had his prayer and left. But Joshua didn't want to leave yet. He felt God. He had seen his power and his glory on many occasions in his life. But Joshua just wanted to stay where God was. Now Moses was a leader very close to God. And the Lord spake unto Moses face to face as a man speaketh unto his friend. I mean, can you imagine having that kind of privilege? God Almighty speaking to you face to face. Who in the world could possibly take Moses' place someday? Who can step up to that plate? Because Moses isn't going to live forever. And he has some pretty big shoes to fill. But I'll tell you who. And there's nothing too special about it. A man who is hungry for God. Because a man who is hungry is willing to do things other people won't. Moses had already left. But Joshua decided he was going to stick around in God's presence. Joshua wanted to be where God was. And I doubt that Joshua stayed around asking to be a leader or to do something phenomenal someday. He just knew that God's presence was there, and he didn't want to leave. He had a hunger, and he knew exactly where it was going to be filled. And I know I'm short-winded, but you can go ahead and stand with me. Joshua and Caleb were both faithful men of God. Joshua was not better than Caleb, or vice versa. I had wondered why God chose Joshua instead of Caleb. But honestly, I don't believe God ever really had his eyes on Caleb the lead. I don't believe there was ever a competition between the two men in God's eyes at all. I believe that God had his eye on Joshua even before they spied out the land of Canaan. Because even before then, Joshua was faithful, obedient, and desired to do a work for God. He was hungry. And the thing is, God can have your eye on you for a long time and you never know it. Joshua didn't feel God leading him to lead or leading him to do something great. He just, I want to do something. And he just did faithful things in a moment. If we desire to do something for God, we got to be faithful in both the big and the little things. A giant house is held together by little nails. The small works we do are the nails. And the big things are the boards. Our big works that we do, like me up here preaching, it's not going to mean a thing if I'm not faithful in praying or in encouraging a brother or sister in Christ or just in all the little details. Joshua was not a super saint, and most likely he didn't succeed at everything he ever tried to do. I'm sure he knew what failure was like. But he just saw the opportunity to do something, and he did it. He wasn't worried about the cost, or if waiting was involved, or if everyone else was lacking faith, or even if everyone else had already left the altar. I believe that Joshua was chosen by God because he said, I'll do that. 
that wasn't specific to anything besides just what he saw in the moment to be able to do. Whether it's just going to that altar or going and fighting that fight or going praying that prayer, helping his brother, whatever it was. And that's it. It wasn't a complicated matter. It was just a desire. If we go ahead and make our way to the altar, just get in as close as you can. You may not feel like you are worthy to take the place of Moses. Moses being whatever it is you're wanting to do for God. You may not feel like you can do much of anything great for God at all. But don't worry. God isn't looking for how worthy you are. He isn't looking for what your past looks like. He's just looking for how hungry you are right now. Joshua didn't become a leader overnight. But he did become one day after day as God prepared him. Don't look at where you are now to determine where you will be tomorrow or in later years in God. God has a way of using people for greater purposes than they ever imagined possible. I never imagined being here. I never imagined even staying in church. But one day, I wanted more of God than what I had experienced before. He didn't hesitate to come to me and fill me up. He didn't hesitate to give me a greater desire as I just wanted him. This isn't in my own words, but I found this in my studying. Beloved, the Lord can use you and me effectively, provided we are willing to follow the example of Joshua. Just someone who is willing to do whatever he could. Remember, God is not going to call us to be another Joshua. You are who you are. You're not James. You're not Heath. You're not my grandma. You're you. You have different talents and abilities. The role of Moses is over, and the role of Joshua is over. God has a specific plan for each and every one of us. The only thing we need to take from Joshua and Moses is the principles, what we have learned from them, the desire. Let us be available. Be faithful and loyal to the Lord and his church. Enjoy the presence of God. Stand for the truth at any cost. Trust God absolutely. Patiently wait under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt us in due time. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you and have a blessed day.